everybody and welcome to another edition, the 2023 edition of Coaches Night Out. Of course, we're live from Town Square Social, uh, 145 Public Square here in Lebanon, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. They also own the Cedar City Brewing Company located at 112 Public Square in Lebanon. Let me run down my sponsors quickly. Advantage Home Solutions, LLC. Donnie Self and Rob Painter. Got a new sponsor this year, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee. The Salas Realty Group, located at 120 Public Square, Lebanon. THW Insurance Services, Cumberland University's Athletic Department, and D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. I want to say thanks particularly to Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee. Please remember, if you or someone you know is thinking about buying or refinancing a home, give Daryl a call just to talk about it. He loves helping people with their home mortgage needs. Call 615-758-6800 and Daryl will help you out. And stepping out of the bullpen tonight, Richard and Thomas with OAG Productions handling everything behind the scenes tonight as our number one guy, Justin Kulik, is unavailable tonight. He's on special assignment and unable to be here this evening. My first guest kicking off this year, Chuck Gentry up in the first spot. Chuck, how are you, pal? I'm okay, Tommy. Glad to be here. Well, you're, you're battling a little bit yourself, but season's right on top of us. How has fall camp been for the Blue Devils? Well, it's been eventful, rainy, hot, uh, all the stuff to go with it. But it's we've had a good fall camp, uh, been relatively injury-free. I had a few nicks and bumps and sprains, but uh, for the most part, knock on wood, we've been injury-free, and hopefully uh, hopefully we can uh, continue to stay that way. But, uh, you know, with a, uh, I'm not going to say young group, but an inexperienced group, you know, it's been a, it's been, we felt like we've been getting better as we go, learning more and more about us and learning how to practice. I watched the Jamboree when you had the freshmen on the field, then the JV, and then the varsity. And there are drastic differences between the three. And, and that's kind of the way it's supposed to be because you get those ninth graders in and some of them, you're starting from scratch. And then by the time they get to the JV, stage they've been through a lot they've learned their lessons and maybe have learned how to practice and then the varsity is a whole different thing talk about the way you guys at Lebanon work that progression from when they get there as ninth graders to, to when they're on the field for you on Friday night well we uh we do it a little different you know when we have the varsity and the JV uh on one end and the freshman on the other sometimes the sophomores will switch over with the freshmen, play a little bit, scrimmage with them. But for the most part, you know, the freshmen get a lot of attention from varsity coaches to get them taking those baby steps and then getting them from crawling to walking to hopefully running as they go. And then, you know, the JV, we try to give uh, try to give them reps as we're going, especially fall camp and all that stuff and seven-on-sevens and stuff to see how we how they're progressing and then, you know, and then you earn your varsity time. You know, the scout team is a wonderful thing. You know, it's it's a 
necessary evil to some of those sophomores and juniors to get out there every day and go against our ones, and that's where we find confidence and, and, and maturity in those young men to be able to keep progressing up the ladder. As we watched that jamboree against Laverne, we, we saw some mistakes with that ninth-grade bunch. They, they blow snap counts. They move too soon. Not everybody getting off at the same time. Then in the JV, you saw a lot less of that. And then the varsity played a clean half. Again, you learn as you go. And, and, and some of those missteps, that's part of the process. And it is. You know, like guys that make millions and millions of dollars mess up. Yeah. You know, they miss tackles. They miss blocks. They blow assignments. They throw interceptions. You know, then they also make plays. And it's, uh, you know, you just got to learn. Every day is a learning process. And, and, again, learning how to practice, learning how to take coaching, learning how to mess up and, and keep playing, learning how to finish, all those things. And it's a, it's a process. You know, our freshmen played their first game last night, beat Wilson Central 20-6. to 6. It was ugly, very ugly. But, uh, you know, we uh, we had some turnovers, some bad snaps, some mistakes, but we also had a kick return for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown, and then eventually the offense got it in the end zone and then, uh, you know, played some good defense uh, for the most part. And so uh, just a learning, learning curve. And so this year's a little different. We're playing on Monday nights with our region. JV okay. plays at 6. Freshmen play right after them at 7. So it's one night, one big deal, and hopefully we can uh, get that rolling. We play Mount Juliet Monday night at Lebanon. So if you want to get some Monday night football in before the real Monday night football starts, you know, uh, you can come and uh, see them. And, and 6 o'clock JV, 7 o'clock freshman, and uh, we'll be glad to have you out supporting those young men. While I've got a second here, let me run through this. Coach's Night Out airs on three different Facebook platforms, including the Wilson Post, Main Street Preps, and Blue Devil Broadcasting. You can also find this show on Twitter, known as X now, at TV Sports 85, and on the Main Street Media TV app. Week one, here's the schedule. Thursday night, as we work this show on Wednesday night, Cane Ridge at Mount Juliet. It's going to be a My TV 30 game. And then on Friday, the bullets start flying around for real. Forest at Watertown, Republic, that's a charter school out of Nashville, at Mount Juliet Christian, Lebanon at Antioch, Green Hill at Northeast, Wilson Central at, at Rossview, and Friendship Christian at Clarksville Academy. So that's three schools making the trip to Montgomery County. Chuck, as we sit here right now, it's going to be a different Lebanon football team than what we've had in the last, well, let's say three years, certainly. You won 20 games over the last two years. This is a, a brand-new bunch, basically, and it, it starts at quarterback because I can't recall you ever having a, a guy, two guys, share time at quarterback, and you're going to do that some, particularly in the early going. Yeah, we have uh, two young men that have both uh, battled really hard to, to be the starting quarterback, and they they both have their own strengths and, and, and weaknesses. They both uh, do some things well. One does one thing better than the other some days. And, you know, it's just uh, – and we haven't come down to the who is the guy. And, and you know, uh, at that position, it's hard not to have the guy. 
but uh, in any other position, we'd let them battle it out and go. And so I'm not in a hurry to to, to pick a starter. They both are, uh, you know, going to going to play and do do things that that we need them to do. And so uh, I've told them both be a good teammate, support each other, and we what whatever I ask you to do, do it. And the, when you don't do that, then we'll have problems. But as long as you do that and do your thing, then we're we're fine. And and they both have had good moments in the preseason. And so. Uh, Again, you know, uh, it's kind of a work in progress, I guess you'd say. And you told me that you can still run what you do offensively, what you have done going into your seventh season, with either guy at the controls. Now, maybe we won't have the 65-yard bomb that uh, quarterback number one, Jalen Abson, used to throw, but it'll be a little bit different. Yeah, you know, uh, I've said this from three years ago. Jalen Abson is Jalen Abson. Uh, you've been around 11 and a lot longer than I have, and, and he's not come through here very often. I've, I've called and, him a generational quarterback. And so I'm not asking either one of these kids to be Jalen Abstin, and I you know, I said those are shoes that you don't want to try to fill. You be you. And, and we will t- our identity will go from Kaysen Kincaid and Isaiah Mariah and, and go from there. And, you know, it's just like, you know, you can say that about Anthony Crowell. You know, uh, if you look at our offensive line, we've got Ball State, Mississippi Valley State, Chattanooga. They're not there either. You know, uh, there's, there's, you know, David Alouyas at the, at the Taft School, and you know, going to, going to be in Cornell, at, in a year. So, uh, those, those guys are, you know, Nolan Sanderford played every snap. You know, we're not asking anybody to be those guys. We're a new bunch, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I have kind of downplayed it. Everybody asked, well, yeah, I'm going to miss them. They're gone. But, uh, you know, I've told our team, you know, the standard hasn't changed. We haven't changed. We're not going to change. We still expect to be Lebanon football, and we expect to win. And and I don't care who's taking the snaps. I don't care who's blocking. I don't care who's running. I don't care who's playing defense. That's what we want. That's the standard, and I, I'm not going to deviate from that. You know, it may happen, may not, but but – just because those guys walked out the door, you know, still talk to them daily, checking, you know, checking in, checking, checking up. But, but next man up, and let's go play. Jack Kleinert is a guy on the defensive side of the football, Chuck, who played with his hand in the dirt for a couple of years, and now he has transitioned to a linebacker position, and you like him there. Well, yeah, Jack. Jack's been a three-year starter as a freshman. We got. We said, you know, if you want to play, play fast. I know you want to be a linebacker. Go down there and put your hand in the ground. Let Coach Williams teach you. And he took off running, you know, has been defensive lineman of the year. But for Jack to play at the next level, we felt like he's probably a stand-up guy. So we decided in the spring, let's give him a chance, be fair to him, and see what happens. And then he knows there there may be – it may be a split second. Hey, go, go put your hand back down. But we're going to, you know, let it play out and see. And he's had a really good fall camp. And uh, – you know, there's going to be some running backs that wish he had his hand in the ground where he's not getting a full head of steam running and, and, and hitting you because, you know, he's worked hard in the offseason, big, thick, looks good, runs good, and we expect a lot out of him this year. Binkard next to him is a guy that's played a lot of football for you. Yeah, Binkard, you know, 140 pounds soaking wet. We we kid with him all the time. How would you play middle linebacker last year? But uh, he's a kid that he, he's, a, he's a coach pleaser. 
he's very smart, very active, very tough, instinctive, and we're doing some different things with him. He's playing, you know, safety, roll down safety, will linebacker, devil. Uh, he's just uh, a, a football player, and, you know, I'm sure he's going to be running, running around a lot making a lot of plays. Defensive front, you're probably going to play some kids both ways, which is kind of new for you. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we've had the uh, luxury to have a lot of big kids and and be able to to play some some tougher athletic kids at D linemen and our offensive linemen not have to play D line from that. But uh, you know, right now we we've got two offensive linemen that are going to play some defensive defensive tackle nose guard and you know we'll sub them in and out and and see and if they rest they'll rest on defense. But uh, you know we're trying to. Uh, you know, get the best people on the field. And, and if that means you play both ways, you play both ways. So that's what we, uh, you know, uh, again, Jace Gardner and Aaron Mills are both going to get that opportunity to see, you know, Jack Kleiner will play both ways, Key Crowd, Damian Callaway will play both ways at, at, at times. And then there's, you know, times when they won't. They play defense and drink a little water or play offense and drink a little water. So it, it's, just, uh, it's just a chess match, I guess you say, to keep everybody healthy, keep their reps up, keep them – in shape and 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 get the best mix for the time. You got some depth at the running back position, and it starts with Sean Heath, who went for a thousand last year. There are some guys that in the preseason have gone back there and played for you. Yeah, uh, you know Sean Heath coming back off a thousand yard season, a good back, good vision, worked extremely hard on his speed. If you look at him from last year to this year, it looks like he's he's reshaped his body a little bit. So him and Jack. Uh, uh, Kleinard and, and Casey Kincaid spent a lot of time outside of our facility at Sports Village, you know, doing the some of the bro lifts, and, and, and they look look good. And, and uh, you know, it's a testament to their dedication and, and, and to do that. But Sean is, uh, you know, running back number one, and he's one of those that's he's done a good job at corner, but he's you, know, you rest on defense and you're our tailback, and, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. But behind him – you have Andrew Hodge, who's also played sniffer and linebacker for us. And then uh, Jordan Jewell, who also, you know, didn't play last year because of his Tommy John surgery. He's back and he's playing tailback and linebacker and was a major cog in that freshman class three years ago of, of running the ball downhill and, and, and looked good. And then you've got senior Ashton Steverson, who's probably the fastest player on the team. And then a transfer, uh, C.J. Woodson from uh, Laverne, who, who made two or three good runs, and then sophomore Jaden McGowan, who was the freshman tailback last year. So there's a lot of uh, different different people who can carry the football for us. Aside from, from personnel, scheme-wise, defensively, you're still going to be doing a lot of the same things you've done in the past, right? Yes, yeah, same same 3-3 three, three stack-based uh you know, odd front, and, uh, you know, we, we'll get in some even front based on what we're doing. Maybe a little more, uh, maybe a little more multiple and aggressive this year uh, based on being being a little undersized over there and, and taking on the personality of some of our kids. You know, so, uh, you know, we've uh, we've done a good job in the scrimmages of get, being physical and getting after people, and, you know, that's what we expect. We, you know, we teach, you know, we're trying to be physical, do your job, run to the football, all of that stuff. And then we also try to, you know, let our kids play to their personality, play to their strengths, and, and see, how it, see how it goes within the confines of what we want to do. Is the spring work, you try to figure out who will hit, Who's who's the physical guys you learn?
kill them before you start playing real games. Well, there's a there's a fine line in in all of that, Tommy. Of uh, don't get people hurt, don't get people banged up. Let's just take uh, Jace Gardner. I've seen Jace Gardner play for two years in the offensive line. I didn't need to see a lot, but we did need to see him on defense. You know, he did switch to uh, offensive uh, from center to offensive tackle. You know, but then you got Aaron Mills, who uh, really, really athletic young man. But we needed to see what what he was. You know, he started two games for us last year in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, then you got Sutton Hinesley stepping in at center. We had a battle there, and you know, he won out and. Uh, doing a doing a good job. And then you got, to, you know, at at uh, left tackle, you've got Gabe Allen, who, uh, you know, we we at, you know, undersized, but in there fighting you. Fighting. And then you got Giovanni Luna at left guard, who started uh, three games at at right guard last year. So we've got, you know, there's some experience up there, but you know, you some of those guys needed the rep. Yeah, needs the bang. Some of the others did not, and it's a fine line. You know, a lot of our skill kids we knew could play. Who are their backups? Who can give them rest? Who can we count on? You know, said so we play in, in in the spring, three quarterbacks. You know, and and all through the summer trying to trying to see who who is who's the guy, and and you know it's just a there's a fine line of all of that of let's let's get after it, but don't get anybody hurt. Versus all right, let's 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 go, let's. Uh, Let's see he's back. We're ready to ready to play, and uh, you know it may be three more weeks, and we're still banging at it pretty hard trying to figure out what it is. And then, you know, some 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 teams learn how to play and learn how to practice, and you can be in shells and thud and stay up, and you're okay. It, and it's different every year. And uh, you know, I guess we'll kind of see what it is, what we need as we keep going. You know, like Friday night, I thought we were decently physical and running to the football. You know, just a few things here and there and but but decent so we'll see how it goes it's early way early what do you know about antioch have you been able to have a film swap with those guys? Uh, we've we film swapped uh uh the buzz around metro is that antioch is much 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 improved last you know two years ago they had like 25 kids on yeah. the sideline last year they had about 45 uh they got about 70 right now They've got some of the athletes out, some of them that's been out. They've got a big uh, offensive-defensive lineman that's been recruited by Vanderbilt. They've got a freshman quarterback who's supposed to be one of the best in Metro. Um, so the buzz around them is they're better. Uh, we played them in the 7-on-7 at our place. Uh, tough, tough matchup, seven overtimes to come out winners. But, you know, no pads, no, yeah. no stuff. But uh, they told us. August 18th, Bill Ward, we'll see you in Antioch. So uh, I'm expecting to get their best effort. I'm expecting them to be rejuvenated and, and wanting to uh, prove something. Uh, so, uh, again, on film, look much improved. Two scrimmages versus Oakland and Ezell Harden, and uh, won both of those pretty handily. So uh, we got some speed, some size. Uh, you know, so we it, it, in places, tough matchup for us. But, uh, you know, we expect to, uh, you know, go put our best foot forward and see what happens. I think our kids like the fact that they said we'll see you in Antioch on May 18th. Give us a little something to talk about this week. Family Medical Associates and Pediatrics has jumped on board again for the second consecutive year to partner with Shop Springs Creamery to be the official chocolate milk supplier of Lebanon High Blue Devil football 
and the kids love it. Yeah, quick funny story. I had to take this away from the kids. They were, I got up after practice and they had wiped the refrigerators out. So Damian Callaway was nice enough to say, Coach, you can have mine. And uh, so, uh, you know, Family Medical, they got their logo on it, nice enough to support, and the kids love it. Matter of fact, this summer, you know, we let the freshmen get involved and, and, just for quantity's sake, and during the season, we don't let the freshmen, unless they unless they do something special, we'll give them a little treat. But they've been so disappointed when the, when those guys go in and get that chocolate milk. And, and again, good uh, good chocolate milk, great great taste, good calories, filling, and uh, it does a lot for some of our young men that uh, don't always have what they need at, at the house. Team sponsors for meals this week, Thursday, Jeff Gannon, State Farm, and on Friday, uh, the class of 20 of 2003, Taylor Vandiver, going to be providing team meals for the Blue Devils. You feed them on Thursday and Friday. And the kids this year, they've got a new locker room. And that was a, a big point of emphasis for you, Chuck. And it took a lot of folks to get that thing the way you want. A lot of folks. And if I, if I miss, if I say somebody, I'll miss them. But... Number one, Mark Wooten in his shop class, and uh, Keegan Clark, who senior last year, built those. Uh, Andy Manning with the uh, sharp line paintings uh, and painting them. Uh, hometown flooring uh, for helping us with the floor, the checkerboard, uh, drip uh, drip dry plumbing with the water fountain, um, Specs Electric with it with some of the electric. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of other people that went in there, all the people that donated money. Fakes yeah. and Hooker provided the raw Fakes, material. Fakes and Hooker uh, provided everything. Uh, Ryan Ald's uh, been gracious and, and worked with us. And screws, hooks, wood, paint, whatever we needed, you know, he was he was great. And just a beautiful place, you know, we've had a few pictures made in there and stuff. And, uh, you know, the LED lights and all that stuff. Uh, Kids, kids like it, and it smells better, looks better, uh, cleans up easier, and you know we're just glad to glad to been able to do that, and uh, you know uh, give them something to be proud of. Chuck, thanks for the visit as always. I appreciate it. I know you're not feeling 100% right now, but uh, thank you. Uh, have a good trip to Antioch, and, and we'll catch up with you. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you, Tom. Chuck Gentry, head coach of the Blue Devils, with us here on this first segment of Coach's Night Out. Let me run down our sponsors once again. Advantage Home Solutions, LLC. Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee. The Salas Realty Group on the Public Square, THW Insurance Services, LLC. Cumberland University Athletics. D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. We'll be back right after these words.
time to. My regular guy came down with shoes. Wow. Thanks for being with us. Coach's Night Out 2023 edition. Let me run down just a couple of things. Number one, in your edition of the Wilson Post this week is our football preview, our high school football preview. We've got pictures. We've got schedules. We've got last year's results. We've got thumbnails on all the teams in Wilson County, seven high school football teams. That's in the Wilson Post. You can get that in the racks. You can uh, go to our office, 216 Hartman Drive, and pick up a copy if you like. And you play your cards right. You come uh, some of these players. We'll have some of these in the uh, in the locker rooms for the players as the season progresses. And one thing Coach Gentry wanted me to touch on, the game day Blue Devil shirts are available by way of Facebook and Twitter. Southeast Impressions is doing those. You can order online, and those shirts will be delivered to your home. There's going to be no shirts made up that you can go walk in and buy. All shirts are going to be made to order and uh, follow Blue Devil Football on Twitter. That's at BDP Football and uh, Coach Chuck Gentry's Facebook page and the Blue Devil Football Foundation page has those. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University, with me here on Coach's Night Out. And my headline this week, Tim, after I, I saw you guys uh, scrimmage on Saturday, was you're kind of in a time crunch because yes. you don't mm-hmm. have a month to prepare for the season opener. You open the 26th at home, and you only got really three weeks to get ready. Right. We, you know, it, we a week a week earlier this year, so a little, a little bit more of a time crunch and. You know, you just got to – the biggest thing probably as you start that is make sure that, you know, you start special teams early enough and you get everything in before the the season starts. I think that was probably been our biggest crunch in is making sure we get all our special teams and, and our knowing what guys are going to do the special teams and all that. Well, I know in Saturday scrimmage there was a long punt period where you wanted to be sure to get the number one punt team in, get the number twos in right. there get some snaps, get some punts, a lot of work devoted right. during that time. A, a lot of work. And, and, you know, actually in the scrimmage, I think even, not the, even the special teams part of it would tell you how thorough we were. I mean, I think we got 107 plays in for uh, on offense and defense, which is crazy. We probably had too many, but we probably had 30 or 40 snaps of, of punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. We didn't get to our extra point because it was going to be at the end, and we kind of got run off the field with lightning. And then, uh, then it came a frog strangler and it tornado warnings and everything else. But we well, got you, off the field in time. The plan was to scrimmage at ten o'clock, and you bumped it to nine we, yeah, o'clock had, because of the weather. So yeah, we had get some good work. We in. got we got great work in. It was good that we bumped it, or we wouldn't have got nowhere near that work in. So we we basically got everything in because we've been. From the get-go, we've worked extra point and field goal. We work it every day. There's not a day we don't do that because it's so vitally important. So we've gotten that work in. So we really got what we needed to get in. With everything that's gone on in the offseason, when folks come to that first game, August 26th, 6 o'clock kickoff, they're going to notice 
some changes on the outside and some things they won't see on the inside of the stadium. Talk about right. that a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's been just a phenomenal offseason. Um, biggest, you know, the biggest thanks is just for our administration. Uh, Coach Pavin has fought tirelessly for us and, and, and Dr. Stone, you know, it's easy. It'd be easy to say no to a bunch of things, but he, he just went out on faith and said, yes, let's do it. So, you know, with a new new scoreboard with a huge uh, video board on it, I mean, you could just like going to a drive-in movie theater. I mean, it's huge. It's it's a massive uh, tr- structure, and it's, it's, it's really big. It's super nice. And and with our recruits uh, in the north end zone by by the school board, we we've been putting a tent up there to kind of host our recruits, and we feed them in there, and that's where we talk to them as coaches. So they built a an 80 by 40 uh, pavilion there. That I mean, it's got fans in it, it's got lights, it's got a sink in it, and you know if you need that, they're putting big screen TVs in the corners. Uh, I mean, it's it nobody we play is going to have stuff like and, and, and you know you does that matter today it does matter and and you know the kids i mean you can see it on a large scale in the sec they go to the shiny things it's a it's a it's a arms race who has the best stuff and and the changes that have been made and then what they can't see is you know we got a brand new locker room we you know blood sweat and tears of we painted the whole thing ourselves as coaches so we they got Number completely one, you, gutted. You hauled everything out yeah, first. Yeah, got completely gutted. We repainted it and then got a, a brand new lockers, replaced every locker with brand new lockers and got all those put in. And it's just, uh, obviously you've seen, it's it's, it's just amazing the change the, of, that our program has that you bring them in there to the locker room now is, you know, there's nobody that has a nicer locker room in our conference. Probably... Even Division Two football around us probably never has as nice. Well, you have to get 130 some odd kids in there, and and the lockers, if I remember right, Tim, they're kind of a composite material, aren't they? They they are, and and they're real, they're, they're real nice. Um, easy to clean. Easy to e- easy to clean, and and we put new, you know, we put new flooring too, so we got new rubber flooring in the, in there, and it's just it's uh. It's nice because we had we had about three different types of lockers in there, yeah. um, and for everybody to have the same locker, it all looks the same. The lockers aren't as big as the old ones, which is actually a good thing because the locker room just looks bigger now because there's more space in there because the lockers just don't take up as much. And we were able to take out some rows because the lockers were smaller, so we got a more open space uh, where you can meet at halftime more instead of in little bitty smaller compartments now. So, I mean, it's, it's life altering. That's really big for the kids we have here now. Not, not for recruits necessarily. They're going to like seeing it, but for those kids to see that, you know, Cumberland is serious about them starting this uh, Phoenix foundation and raising the money and, and, you know, hopefully starting this January, the turf goes in that when you do all that, the kids are saying, you know, this is really good. And the alumni, you know, They've been promised this for a long time, for 20 years. And now that we're doing it, so many of them are like, man, this is really, you know, they're going to jump on board because it's really happening. It, it, it's actually happened. And there's no more of, okay, it might happen in the next year or two. It's, it's happening. And it's, I, I can't be more grateful to our administration for doing it. Switching gears back to 
the personnel, you lost some good guys to graduation. You do have some experience coming back. Uh, I know on the offensive side of the football, pretty good one-two punch in that backfield with Holloway and, and with number 23 back there at tailback. Talk about those guys, a little Traylon Shepard, the tailback. Yeah, I mean, the it's – and, and really, even even before you go into the offense line, we did have – I mean, I think we had 17 or 18 seniors, but the thing about it is I think of those that graduated, I think only eight really played a lot. So we got really? a lot of guys – you know, kind of going into that, a lot of guys that are coming back, they were young, but they played. And so we're an experienced young team. We're, they're still kind of young, but we're experienced. Lucas, you know, having that first year, even though he's a redshirt freshman, he had never played college football. And so he got a whole year of playing. Um, and we didn't change the systems. New offensive coordinator, I'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute, but so the plays are the same, and he did a pretty good job last year. And trailing is, you can't ask for a better kid. And then when he gets tired, Nick Burge is as good as he is, uh, too. So, you know, in the backfield, we feel really, really, really good. And, and we got a lot of guys returning. Uh, Shaw Niblett's coming back from his ACL tears. He's only been there about eight years he's, now. I think he graduated two years after I did high school. I mean, he's been, he's been there a while, but. It's going to be, you know, it's awesome, and hopefully his knees hold up that, that we'll have him back because he, he's a good weapon for us. And Eliza Gaskin will be back. Uh, um, oh, heck. Um, he'll be – Isaac Finch has had a really good spring and then fall at Watertown, Watertown product. that He's going to get to play uh, a good bit. So um, we got a lot of guys coming back, and then we got – we mixed in some really talented freshmen that we have coming in that will have some speed and stuff that that will help us a bunch that you know we really hadn't necessarily had a whole bunch of but um they'll they'll throw in the speed part of it and then you know most most of our offensive line is back from last year uh, well, that's what i wanted to get to because deep down inside you're an old line guy. yes and that's where it all starts. And, and talk about some of that personnel up there. We um, – And, and so, who's coaching them? Yeah. Jackson Bray is our offensive line coach now. He came from Arkansas, Monticello. He's a he's a fantastic offensive line coach. And so we got most of uh, – Ronaldo Marmalejo is, is really the only guy we lost on the offensive line. And he was important. He, he was a leader of the offensive line. But that whole line's coming back. Uh, again, we got some talented – freshman and redshirt freshman that'll help. And we got a uh, transfer Mitchell Bear that played at Friendship, that played at Lindsey Wilson. He'll be back at some point. He's coming off an ACL tear that he had last October at Lindsey. And so, you know, he'll be in the mix. Uh, uh, Tr uh, Trayvon Wiggins is coming back. He had knee surgery in the spring too, so he's kind of easing back into it. And then Preston Cresswell, played last year he'll play again uh brody hall's been in our starting center for the last two years so he's going his third years starting the center will sanchez is going from right tackle to left tackle uh we're just moving him to the other side of the ball and then we got uh you know some young guys uh logan martin that if you look at him he's not big enough to play but he's 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 as mean as <laughs> an ugly old lady in a 
beauty con contest. He's just mean, which if you're going to be small, you better be mean. And, and he is. He's a really good kid and a really good player. And and then uh, uh, probably for that first game, Pax and Manis will probably play and start a lot. But we got – I mean, we just we've got three or four really good freshmen that are going to push people to play, and and they're they're going to have to help us uh, with our depth. But we really have, for the first time since I've been here, finally nine or ten guys that can play on the offensive line, and that's I mean we've really been playing with six or seven and holding our breath, hoping nobody got hurt. But we we finally got a bunch of guys that that can play on the offensive line. Bobby Brown is now the offensive coordinator, and folks in Wilson County will remember when Bobby was the head football coach at Lebanon. He was relentless, and I guess the best way I could describe what I recall about Bobby's offenses, they were a up-tempo, run-the-ball-down-your-throat offensive game plan, play action off of that run game, which fits exactly – in the kind of what you right. like to do. Well, it's, it, we're not changing anything. The only thing we changed, and it took, it's taking the kids a little bit, is he won't we're running the same play. He just want to use his terminology. So, which which I was fine. I was just like, we just I don't want to change anything of what we're doing because we're starting to get good at it. And but you know, I love him. First of all, the biggest thing I love about it is he's just he's an older guy and it creates stability. And, you know, Bobby's not looking to go to University of Tennessee or anywhere and move his family. He's he's a Cumberland guy. He's been with us for a long time. I kind of talked him into retiring and, and coming with us full time. And he's just – he's eat up with football. And he, he's a really, really, really good football coach. And, and he – you know, <laughs> I, I like the way this – because we're going to have – I mean, you kind of described it. We're going to have an identity. We're going to run the football. But we're also going to do the RPOs and the play actions and all that. But we're going to have an identity where if it's third and one, we're going to get the yard that we need to get. We're not going to try to throw it three times to get one yard. We're going to run it. We're going to let you know we're going to run it, and we're going to run it. Defensively, Torian Smith back as defensive coordinator. Uh, you guys have kind of got an identity on the defensive side. Yeah, of the he's, he's super. I think he's the best defensive coach in the Mid-South Conference. I really do. I, he is he is a brilliant, to me, a brilliant offensive mind. That he, he really knows uh, what he wants to do on defense, and he gets his kids to play hard. They play hard, and, and I'm excited about our defense again because we didn't really lose a lot. We got And we had some younger guys play last year, but again, they played 10 games and coming in, so we, we're, we're still – Quasi going to be young on defense too, but we got a lot of guys coming back. They're going to play, and we got guys that are healthy again. Trevor Griffin was out with shoulder problems all last year. He's back at safety. Uh, we got uh, Boston Foss is a year older at linebacker. You know he was he was in there last year, but he's kind of the leader in the linebacker core this year. Jalen Brown. To me, Jalen Brown's kind of like Shaw Nibble. I think he's been there 18 years. It just seems like Jalen's been here a long time. He's really good on, on, on the D-line, and I think we're solid in a lot of places there. Um, we've got some depth in the secondary that we hadn't had in a while that I think is really positive. And, and you know, we got some key transfer guys in. Derek Taylor that that played at Greenbrier that was a preferred walk-on at Tennessee. He's He's – 
He stinks out. He's six. Well, he's six. You know, when you're a safety and you're six two and a half pushing six three, it's you kind of notice those yeah. those safeties aren't in the Mid South Conference very very much. So he kind of sticks out there. But he, you know, he's in, but he's a good kid. Desmond Wallace came to us from Mississippi College. He's a defensive end uh, that came to us in the spring, and you couldn't ask for a better. I wish he was my son. He's such a good kid. And hey, Mississippi he, College, a good, good D2 program. Great D2 program in the Gulf South. It's the best conference in the country, and he played at Mississippi College. So he wasn't somebody that stood on the sidelines at Mississippi College. He played for him, started for him. So, um, you know, we got a good blend of some transfers that come in that's going to help us. Uh, Zyla McKinney came in in the spring from – not going to remember if it's Moorhead State or Murray State. He came from one of them as, as a DB, and he's really going to help us. Um, he's he's a local from this area. He's from the Murfreesboro area. Yeah, I think he's yeah. from Riverdale. I think I'm, I might be saying the wrong school, but he's from the Murfreesboro area, so um, he helps us a whole lot in the secondary. And then with the guys we got back, I, I'm just I'm excited about our team because I think we finally got the depth that we've been lacking. Will you roll on the defensive front as you? As you like to do, try to get three yeah. or four new guys and, get them in there. And we're starting, you know, we're looking at that. That's one thing we've been looking at the last couple of days. It's always goes, you know, with the way the NAI works is how many, how many we fit under that quote salary right. cap to, to get. But we're wanting to kind of do like we've done in the past. You know, our really really good years on defense is when we roll eight or nine cats in there and just kept them fresh all the time. That's that's a huge deal on the de- if you can get the defensive line to stay fresh, but we're looking to do that. We got we've got nine or ten we want to travel, so which is a good problem. I looked at the roster the other day and I noticed more middle Tennessee kids than I have seen recently. They're finding out about Cumberland, aren't they? They are and, and, and it's and it's been interesting. Um it's weird. Last year I mean, it was what it was. We had a lot said no. This year, we had a whole bunch that said yes, and which is a good thing. And now, you know, as you're recruiting them in and bringing them in, when they see what's going on, because um, we've had we had several that didn't come here last year, and then they call our coaches that were recruiting, and it's like, man, y'all are doing this, 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 and adding this. I should have come there, you know. And that, unfortunately, but that's part of the deal, and that's why it's important to get this stuff is. You know, facilities are not going to win you a game. None of that. When you line up, like you said, it's a 22 on the field that, that really matter. But, you know, that's something they look at now, right, wrong, or indifferent. But um, we were really excited about this class because a lot of guys in our area said yes. And, and that best football in the state of Tennessee is middle Tennessee. Well, and, and you have had satellite camps mm-hmm. exposing your program to kids in different areas, and and maybe they don't bite that first year. But if they don't find a fit, I've always thought Cumberland, and you look at the other sports, I I said it's kind of like the Statue of Liberty, Tim. Give us your tired, your worn out, somebody that doesn't fit here, but maybe they fit at Cumberland. Right, and And we've got uh, the last two classes we've had are, uh, you know, Knock on wood or whatever. If they stay together, we've had two. Them just repeated two great classes after another. I, last year I talked about that was the most talented class we got, and then this year is more talented. 
um, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of freshmen that probably travel and play with us. They're talented. We got we have three freshman linebackers that they're dudes. They're 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 boy dogs and they like to hunt. And, and you got to play them. You know we're we're gonna play the best. And you know that's attractive too to young guys. If if you know you can come in and have a chance. And and the best thing kind of what you said about the satellite camps is last year we signed 19 kids from our camp. Really? So, you know, we try to do that this year. We want you to come to our camp. We evaluate you. You know, we're going to stay in touch with you if you're willing to come to our camps. And our camps have been successful. Those satellite camps have been huge for us that we've had. We've had a lot of kids from the Chattanooga area this past year because we had our camp at Walker Valley. We've done real well in our camp in northwest Georgia of, of, of poaching a lot of kids from Division two schools down there and Ryan Hart and we, you know you make all them mad but we we've done a really good job of, of getting kids out of North Georgia has class actually started yet it starts Monday it starts so next, Monday next week so you kind of got a captive audience oh yeah for that well that's for that preseason camp right we, we you know you stress and I've been stressing since the start that when school starts that that's what's important but right now this is your school Football is your school, so, you know, you stress, especially to the young guys, you stress that because I think the biggest obstacle a young kid has coming in is learning what to do offensively or defense, what side of the ball, and then how quick you pick up to the speed of the game because it's going to be faster. And I think the quality of who we got as freshmen, some of them have caught up with the speed of the game pretty quick, and then it's just about learning. Do I know what I, I need to do? But getting them in here three or four weeks before school starts is a big thing because it is, it's football 101. You're taking a class in football. And so, you know, you try to hint into them that this is, you're trying to get good study habits by, hey, you need to look at your play. You don't have any school work right now. That is your school work, looking at the playbook and doing all that. And the ones that, that are going to play here this first game are the ones that have done that seriously well it's a trust thing you've got to be able to trust when you put a kid in there linebacker that if you call a stunt he's going to be where he's supposed to be bingo if the back Mm -hmm. comes out of the backfield you know he's going to have him Mm -hmm. and and once that trust is there turn him loose and let him play right and that and that well that's defense is a perfect example of it they need to be turned loose and let play they don't need to be thinking they need to be running they need to be flying and in the same way on offense, if you're thinking too much, you're going to slow down and not do what you're supposed to do because you're thinking too much. So, you know, you sh- as a freshman, should you play? Probably not. But we're going to play the best, and and I think we've got some really talented guys that can do it and some great returners. You've got the 26 will be that first game. You had a scrimmage this past Saturday. You're going to kind of lighten that scrimmage up a little bit because – you play in two weeks. Right. We're, we we won't do a whole a whole lot of it'll be more as far as the length of it, but it'll be a it'll be scripted scrimmage more so than just calling, calling, calling a bunch of plays. Because Bobby just kind of called off the hip Saturday. This will be more scripted. We'll we'll have probably you know red zone situations, goal line backed up or whatever. But it might just be. You know, our at that scrimmage, and I don't know if you were there right at the beginning, but that first one we had, we started, I think we started at the 20 or 25. 
that first group went on a 16-play drive, and it was just, you know, it was just off the cup, you're calling whatever, but we won't have that type of – we're not going to let them go 16 yeah. plays because now we're trying to just ease back off the body so they're ready to go next Saturday. And it's it's on top of it's, it. It is really on top is. of it. Uh, Tim, thanks for the visit. As always, I appreciate it. And, and the Phoenix Foundation, you can go online to Cumberland Athletics and find – the, the Phoenix Foundation link, uh, former players, fans, family of current players. It's a great opportunity to get involved. And if, if football's not your thing and if you want to help softball, there's a way to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any sport that you want to give uh, give to on that, and I think it's a great thing they started uh, as we kicked that off, is, is, is actually – start a giving branch is just about athletics. Uh, Cumberland really hadn't necessarily done that. You could do it, but now they got a whole part of, uh, of, of the giving part of Cumberland. It's just about you, you want to give to athletics, and I think it's tremendous that they've started to do that. Thanks for the visit. We always appreciate it. Thank you. Go Phoenix. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland, with us here on Coach's Night Out. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in the final segment of our show from Town Square Social, we're upstairs. We'll be back in just a minute.
Back for our final segment of our kickoff show for the 2023 season. We're at Town Square Social. It's Coach's Night Out. Week one, Mount Juliet gets a jump on everybody else. They've got Cane Ridge coming to the Mel Brown Athletic Complex, Roger Perry Field, Thursday for a 7 o'clock My TV 30 game with the Ravens of Cane Ridge. And then on Friday, Forest is at Watertown, Republic at Mount Juliet Christian, Lebanon at Antioch, Green Hill at Northeast, Wilson Central at Rossview, Friendship at Clarksville Academy, and Trey, I would think they could have probably got a bus deal to send all three of those teams to Montgomery really? County at one time. What are the odds on three locals going all the way up there? And you've been there before. That's not an easy trip to make when you got to get school buses to go. We just made it. Uh, matter of fact, we scrimmaged Clarksville in, yeah. uh, in the second week of camp. And <clears throat> to tie into that, I thought about saying this anyway if you asked me how camp went. Our first scrimmage against Hendersonville, which was at home, had a heat delay where we didn't start till 7.15. Our second scrimmage, which was at Clarksville, was a fire drill to get out of school, basically. <laughs> Got there. Their field was wet. They did what I would have done, but they put us on a practice field to warm up. It was a good three-quarters of a mile from the field. And then Innsworth last week, we're halfway there. And thinking that, because last year we scrimmaged them at six, yeah. ball play, so I, time was not something I asked about. Probably should have. Halfway there, oh, hey, by the way, it starts at seven. So we had a long uh, tour of Innsworth High School. Which is, which is. That's great. It's like a resort. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. So the upside, I guess, is that, uh, you know, playing a game on Thursday night on television is not that big a deal now because we've been pretty battle-tested in fall camp with some stuff. Your, your program has not been shy from playing early. You, you, you kind of thrive on that. Let's get it all in and let's go ahead and play. I like it. I, I like it for a couple reasons. Number one. I feel like high school football has become a thing whether people are like it or not. And I'm, I'm as old school as anybody, but it's, it needs to be an event now and it, and because on Friday night, you're butting heads with things no matter what. Thursday night, not as much. You know, our school starting later doesn't put that big of an impact on the kids as far as that goes. And then what we do, and this is a big shout-out to our staff and, and our team, our, our parents too, but we get a lot done on Sunday afternoon after church we uh we go for about two hours and really alleviate some of that time during the week but on a thursday night earlier kickoff we say sunday is monday monday is tuesday so on and so forth. i've been so mixed up this week i i thought you were having your show on thursday so <laughs> well thanks for getting it figured out yeah. and getting up here uh how how has the preseason work been because you you've lost some very good guys uh Morton comes to mind. Uh, C.S.A. Danian come to mind. Uh, guys who were impact players for you. I know I'm leaving out uh, the, the big kid who signed with Tennessee. Bustle, yeah. Bustle, who signed with Tennessee, the offensive lineman. You got some good quality, though, coming back, don't you? Yeah, and it's different. I mean, you highlighted some of the right people right there. In, in that scenario last year, and I'll take Aiden as an example. I could use C.S.A. on defense or Darius, but – Aiden's probably a good example because as as good a talent as he was at left tackle, you did a lot of breath holding on, on his health. So if he – we call that getting a phone call. We won't use the word injured. But yeah. if he gets a phone call and the next guy comes in, 
it's not their fault, but it's a drop off. Sure. It's different. And so your scheme schematically, you have to do some things differently. Cize, if he got that phone call at free safety, we would have had to have changed some things. On both sides. On Look. both sides of football. So now we're still there's people like that, but I feel like our depth is a little better this year. It's been tested a little bit in camps. We've been banged up a little bit, but not to the point where it's like we have to change scheme or do this or that or the other. And that's that's good for the coordinators. It's good for the continuity, for players to learn what we're doing. It's good for special teams because we feel like we can still play our best people there. Um, so that's been a real strong point. And, and in order to get to that, we've had to have some people really have good – we don't call it off season, we call it second season, but we've had – some really good second seasons this winter and summer. You've you got some some good folks on that offensive side of the football. Uh, Travers, your quarterback, is a guy who kind of got thrust into things last year, and he has benefited from that. He's the guy. There's no doubt about it, and and he does it on the field, off the field. Um, just a junior. In the in, just a junior, and that's that's going to be a common theme. The neat part about our dynamic this year and our theme this year is we 23, you know, and when we get into a issue, I tell them to turn their M upside down because I don't want any me guys. And I feel like we don't have that. I feel like there's a lot of continuity there. And the, and, and the best way to do that, I can say that stuff all day long, but when you have a Tyler Travers that, that adopts it and does it right. And he's not the only one. There's plenty of, uh, that makes things a whole lot easier. Our leadership council meets a couple times a week. I've got a couple of assistant coaches do a great job of that. And they usually do a word that they focus on, but we're, you know, we're teaching them how to peer lead because you know as well as I do, when you're in a locker room, you'll listen to the coach for 10 to 15 seconds. And then, you know, but if it's a, if it's a peer doing it and he's modeling it first, saying it second, then usually you're going to get good results. Tyler Travers does that. Who are some guys up front, Trey, offensive line, uh, because that's where it all starts. Mm -hmm. Who are some guys that we need to make mention of and, 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 and guys people will notice? So my first one would be Gary Johnson. He's coming back. He is a returning senior – he's a senior center from last year. Uh, most improved player on our team award last year. Uh, couldn't be more proud of that guy from the way he's worked from his freshman year to senior year. So, obviously, big expectation of what he's going to do. Dylan Ott, another senior on the offensive front. And when we highlight these juniors athletically, that's what I was getting to a minute ago. The senior class, I was telling somebody the other day, numbers are important. Don't get me wrong. You're going to play and win in big-time football and 6A football. You've got to have people. You've got to have bodies. But quality – is more important than quantity. So I could have 37 seniors, but if 14 of them are, are really good players and the rest of them, you know, eat sandwiches and wear a jersey, I, yeah. I don't get a lot of quality out of that, right? Um, we don't have that many seniors. I think we have 20, 21, but they all have impacts and they have great, you know, relationships with the junior class. That stuff goes really well. And you asked me about the offensive line, I went off on that. Uh, Charles Pride Jr. Uh, is uh, played a little bit last year. He has a massive upside. He's had a really good camp. He's locked in uh, and done a good job. Sam Gravely, another junior uh, that's very versatile, that can play in different spots in the line. Uh, we've had a couple get banged up that I think will be back in a couple weeks. Uh, but that group 
played when we were healthy at about eight or nine. Now we're maybe more like six, but uh, still some quality there. Defensive side of the football, what's your team going to look like? Front seven's back, and uh, you notice how fast I answered that question because that's extremely important. Uh, you know, they're led by Will Zerniak and, and Cason Walls, who I think between the two of them had about 220 tackles last year. And Will will fight you. He was a, a medalist in the state wrestling tournament. He is carved out of stone. Uh, and he, you want to talk about, like, being the complete football player, wakes up every morning, eats the same thing for breakfast, same thing for lunch, same thing. For, I mean, just so regimented about his schedule. And a lot of times wrestlers, too, are that way, yeah, too, you know, yeah. particularly about but uh, he's done a great job leading that defense. A uh, lot of lot of seniors in the defensive front too. The DBs are junior heavy, but uh, they've they've sort of been a sort of a surprise position to me and how much ground that they've covered. They've been some guys that's played, but uh, they've really started to gel together pretty well. And they've had they've been tested. I mean, Harrisonville, Clarksville, Innsworth, pretty good run on things. Oh, yeah. You know, in fall camp, so we've gotten some good looks on that too. Special teams always a point of emphasis at Mount Juliet. Talk about some of the guys. It's going to be snapping, punting, kicking, those guys. Well, the bad news is we lost a Ricketti at long snapper. He's going to Austin P. And word is maybe the starting long snapper as a freshman. Uh, the good news is his little brother's taking his place, and so. Uh, he's done a good job this offseason getting ready, and, uh, and Jack's looked good in camp. Uh, Holder, Baylor, Osborne is uh, fun because you can do a lot. And uh, Baseball player. Yes, sir. Uh, I think he's ranked number one catcher in the state for his class, and I know he puts in the man hours, you know, and, and, and we can put Travers there too and do that. And then our, our punting and kicking is handled by Daniel Echeverria, who's back. He's going to be a junior. He's had a good offseason. We have a freshman that's pushing, and his name's Tate Murbitz. And um, pushing both spots. Yes, and really? uh, more so probably kicking than punting. But uh, he's very. There's things that you look for in a kicker, and 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 you know you got something special. It's not that they hit the 55 yarder, right? If we're putting people in position to make a 55 yarder win a game, that's more on us than it is the kicker. Right. Inside of 40, don't miss. You know, operation accuracy, get height on the ball, placement on kickoffs. And this kid, I'm going to quit calling him a kid because he's he not kicking like a kid, you know. So, But Daniel is doing great, too. It's not like he's doing anything bad. So that's a good luxury to have two guys there. What about the return game? So we've got, obviously, Harrison Edwards and John Michael Crudup that have been two really dynamic sophomore running backs that that'll be back there on kickoffs. Um, Deion Waller, that's, that's, that's one of our corners, will be back there, can handle that. And then on punt, we can really shuffle a few people. Isaiah Roseberry, our safety, has done it for a while, and he's really adept at it. And then obviously Baylor. But, you know, we kind of hang our hat on going after punts. You know, and, and the, we don't call our that unit a punt return unit. We call it a punt block unit. So biggest thing you can do right there is, Get away from one that's been shanked. And <laughs> don't mess it up. Cane uh, Ridge, first one on the schedule, Thursday night, my TV 30 game. Cane Ridge has been a quality football program. Talk about those guys. What do you know about Cane Ridge? The first thing is who did this schedule, right? Well. <laughs> uh, 
No, well, I'll tell you this, and, and, and I mean this. Eddie Woods is a heck of a head coach. Uh, it's obvious they've won seven or eight regional championships under him, been to the big dance, I think, at least once, maybe twice. Perennial quarterfinal, semifinal team, 11-2 last year. Uh, you know, lost a tough game to beach in the quarters, but just solid. And, you know, obviously speed uh, and, and not just like, Straight line speed. They have that, but lateral speed and the speed up front that they have is really disruptive. Uh, they always have really good linebacker play. Will they, will they stun a lot or were they going to – sounds like they're not going to sit there. Well, in the past, yes. This group, and this so this lends itself to, again, what we were talking about earlier, like who you have and, you know, kind of set the table from there. But this group seems to kind of read and react better, which is kind of what you want because – if if you read well, you don't have to blitz as much, yeah. right? Because you're going to get that action, right? But uh, they're tough. I mean, and the good part about it for us is, I mean, this is a good test early. I feel like in, what is it, 20 days now that we've had Hendersonville, Clarksville, who I believe will be a 10-0 football team, uh, Innsworth, and now Cane Ridge, we're going to know what we are after tomorrow night and what we, you know, need to do, but I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I love that Friday Night Rivals is doing this Thursday, Friday, Saturday oh, thing yeah. to kick it off. I think it's great for high school football. And people are like me, they should be itching to get out and watch football games. So well, and again, be... you're not going up against somebody else's game. This right. this is a great one to go see. And uh, uh, I, I know your kids are excited. I know the Mount Jude faithful are ready to go. Uh, what an atmosphere that'll be on Thursday night. And I know your student section will be absolutely nuts. They're, they're not normal. They'll, yeah. they'll be wild. I don't want them to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm excited about it. I think, um, just to be honest with you, I was on a ladder about an hour and a half ago trying to get one of the help get the banner hung. And, and, uh, it, but we, we take pride in our facilities, you know, uh, obviously, the guy that got the field named after him does does a lot of work to earn it. Um, he's happy with the results of the way the field looks right now. So good with me. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really good atmosphere, and I think it'll I, I think it'll sort of set the tone for what I think is going to be a really good season. I mean, let's be honest. Like 2020, 2021, there's been things really throughout that we haven't gotten to really kick off, and I feel like we're back to that point, which is a huge blessing, right? And so... How do you like having all the Wilson County big schools in the same region? I like it. I mean, I like it from a scheduling standpoint first. I like it from a logistics standpoint about getting road trips and the freshman and JV because you're playing in all of those things. Uh, obviously, it, it, it puts more weight on it from the standpoint of it being an original game, setting you up for playoffs and those kind of things, but... I think it's the way it needs to be. I mean, obviously, when the county envisioned Green Hill, they it, it got big quick, you know, and this county's growing. And so it's good that we're all in that same vicinity, I guess, as far as numbers go. Um, I think there's, without going down the rabbit hole, I think there's a lot coming from uh, from TWS soon enough about how we're going to navigate the future of football. And I'll sort of leave it at that. But you can take a really close look at college football and get a pretty good idea. Um, there's a lot of 
pros and cons. Uh, but here's what here's the reason I brought that up in the first place. We're very blessed in our county to have the facilities that we have, the backing that we have. One thing I can't speak for all of them, but one thing I say about Mount Judah that I really appreciate is as it continues to grow, 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 the community aspect still there. The traditional values and that thing is still there and that's what makes high school football and so uh, yeah from that standpoint i'm excited the county's back in one league well and there's nothing like game night oh no and when helmets are 350 dollars a pop you need that crowd yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely and especially when you go on road trips fall camp and so and so gets back and somebody stole my i said i Somebody didn't steal anything. Yeah. Right? You, you left it at Innsworth or you left it at Clarksville. Yeah. Now I'm really letting y'all into the day-to-day -day operations, but uh, yeah, a lot right. of fun. Budgeting's fun. Yeah. Trey, thanks for the visit yes, as sir. always. I appreciate it. Trey Perry, head coach at Mount Juliet with us. They've got Cane Ridge on Thursday night. Let me run down that schedule again. Cane Ridge at Mount Juliet on Thursday. My TV 30 football game on uh, television. Forest at Watertown on Friday night. Republic at Mount Juliet Christian. Lebanon at Antioch, Green Hill at Northeast, Wilson Central at Rossview, Friendship Christian defending Division II, Class A state champ goes to Clarksville Academy, and our sponsors. We could not do this show without our sponsorship, Advantage Home Solutions, LLC, Donnie Self, and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell. New to the program, we thank you, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Service, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, DT McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. For everybody associated with Town Square Social and our guys behind the camera tonight, OAG Productions, Richard and Thomas, thank you. I'm Tommy Bryan, and I will talk to you later.